yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Join now and bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you get $200 in free bets. It's as simple as that. NBA season is just around the corner. It starts tonight, actually, or it started yesterday, but there's a big bunch of games tonight, so if you want to get on the action with that DraftKings Sportsbook app, you should. I'm here with Brittany on an audio-only episode of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. How are you doing, Britt? What up, what up? I was about to go a little bit too early, and that is why I needed to see your face on this. <laughs> so, I'm good. How are you guys today on this fine Wednesday? No, we're fine. We're fine. Um, you know, just uh, I, I slept in a little bit this morning. I uh, watched some Champions League. Ooh. Uh, had some good breakfast. Yeah. Sounds like a great morning. I got my day started by heading out to ASU football which of course is our topic of the day for today, you know, because I know we've talked a lot and I know it's a bye week, but we haven't heard from any of the coaches yet, any of the players. So I felt like it was a really good topic for us to dive into today, especially because of, you know, what we've heard from um, some of the coaches today and, and the, especially from Case Hatch, who was one of the, the only player actually who talked. Um, so I thought some of what he said today was interesting. Um, you know, they also had Donnie Henderson, the defensive backs coach, um, come out and talk to the media. So really kind of want to break into what he said, uh, examine it, get your take on it, compare this team to uh, teams of years past, and go from there. Did you have a good time? You know, I can't complain. It was There was not a ton of people at ASU Media today. There was probably six of us total, which is very rare. And uh, they're jumping ship. (laughs) What they're jumping ship? (laughs) That was almost a little awkward and uncomfortable. I was like, um, there's nobody here, I feel weird. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, anyways. So, no, it was uh, it was a good uh, session today. I would say I felt like they, for not having a game this week, still gave us quite a bit to work with in terms of things to talk about. Um, they had Case Hatch come out first, um, but. But what I want to bring up before we even get into this is the fact that they are practicing a little bit differently this week. So the captains are getting done with practice earlier and they are making some of the younger kids stay and play longer and get more reps, more experience, all that um, because they want them to grow and they want them to develop. So the captains were out a little earlier. That's why Case Hatch was the first person in the media room and he came in before Henderson did. Um, But you know, he really touched on what the team's mentality is right now at this point. Coming into the bye week off of a loss, you know, he said it's not something that you really want to do. It can really take a huge toll on your emotions. It can take a lot of uh, a lot of determination um, out of the team and just kind of bring you down. So, you know, he said that Herm has been really good with making sure that the team has stayed fired up and getting that energy level back up to where it should be. But, um, you know... It's interesting because Herm said it to them. It's really about self-evaluation and who they are at Sun Devils and what their goal is for the season. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when, if you remember last week, I talked about how I asked Herm Edwards what his uh, realistic expectations were for this team at the midway point of the year and where they were. And he said, it doesn't matter what my expectations are. What matters is what the team's expectations are and if they're doing what they need to do to meet them. So I think that this game against Utah was a really big uh, eye-opening moment for them in terms of, as players, where they're at. Maybe a little bit humbling, um, maybe something that they needed. But first and foremost, 
with just that little tidbit of information, Jane, what's your rebuttal and what's your response? Well, the the thing that, that struck me was the captain's thing that you mentioned. That's really interesting because I feel like not only are they getting that time off and letting the younger guys kind of hash it out right now, but it also probably means that after the practice and after media availability, um, they're probably meeting with uh, the coaches or themselves and kind of trying to figure this whole thing out because that, that, as we said during a bye week, this is when you you have to do that. This is when you should do that. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting uh, that they're doing that, and I, and I enjoy that. I also I'm excited to hear what Case Hatch said. So without further ado, if you want to if you want to kick that off, then so you know he also talked about what the team's thoughts are overall and where they're at. Um, you know, he said he knows they know it's possible. They just have a lot more work that they need to do, and they need to work harder they need to put more effort in and they need to work as a team so they know that there's things that they need to do they're well aware of it they talked about the penalties being a huge factor Mm -hmm. he says they all know that they're making mistakes on the field it's not um just you know it's it's not just one person or they're not trying to just pin it on one person or one side of the ball you know both of them both sides even special teams they all know that they have improvements that they need to make And, um, you know, they say it's important to figure out how to fix those mistakes. They know they're making it, but the biggest question was, how are they going to move forward? How are they going to fix it? So Herm Edwards has um, a bit of a new solution in place, I guess, where he came out to practice with a list of every single penalty they've had on the field, Uh who it was against, what it was for, how many yards, X, Y, Z. And they created a game plan for each individual person on how to work on eliminating those penalties so they can continue to move forward as a team. And I think so far, that's probably the most solid piece of information I've heard about this ASU football team in terms of what they're actually doing to fix those penalties, not just, oh, well, you know, we're doing stuff in practice and they're young, you know, you have to give them time or, yeah, we're working with the music. And that's something I want to touch on too. Case Hatch did say that they were very well prepared for the environment. It was not a sound thing for them. They they felt comfortable with the offensive snap, the silent offensive snap count. They didn't end up doing any um, – they didn't have any, a lot of issues with it uh, because of that. That's not what their issues were stemming from, they said. It was stemming from some other things. So hopefully they'll be getting back to practice this week especially and focusing on those now that they've got everything broken down. Um but I, you guys... I have to say, I think that's probably their most solid plan of attack in terms mm-hmm. of moving forward that uh, the media knows that they're working on and can at least uh, let fans know there is hope. Uh, don't don't sleep on this team like you may have in years past with them not improving or, you know, working towards fixing those problems. This team is aware of it and they are actively trying different methods to tackle it. What was there any response on to what they thought the problem was? They said it's not the snap count. Was there any indication on what they think is the is 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 the root of this issue? Playing undisciplined, um, not necessarily focusing as much as they should have. Uh, you know, not being as prepared as they personally should have uh, with what they needed to do. Yeah, um, and that they need to just do better in practice each and every day. And so they talked about this. I think it's really important because, you know, it kind of goes back to what we talked about before with Bobby Hurley. And we'll transition into that uh, in a little bit in terms of it being the player-led team but and, and Bobby Hurley squad. But what this is, is they talked about how they need to be accountable on the football field um, because they know that if they're accountable in terms of making sure they're not committing those penalties, not giving the ball away, 
anything like that. Um, not uh, not allowing opportunities to pass them pass them by without putting points on the board. Um, they know that they are destined to do great things, and you know the captains felt like it was a great time for them to bring everyone together, sit down, and talk with every single person on the team and remind them um, of what their plan is overall and that their goal still hasn't changed. At the start of the season, they had the goal of making it to the Pac-12 championship and eventually, hopefully, to the Rose Bowl. That goal has not changed. Like I said before, they know that they have more obstacles standing in their way now. It's going to be it's going to require more effort on their part. They're going to have to make sure they work as a team. They have way less room for error, but they know it's still possible and they're still motivated and ready to do it. And, you know, he said the whole team really had a week to get together and figure things out. And it's almost been the perfect thing for them. Um, for some people, it might seem like it wasn't necessarily the greatest to have that win rolling into a bye week, but he said that they feel like it actually kind of, kind of came at a good time and, you know, they're, they're able to utilize it right now in the best way possible. Yeah, the, I almost kind of wish going sorry going back to the snap count thing. I almost kind of wish that that was the issue that it was the snap count and that it was something that yeah. they could tangibly fix because it being this oh it's it's discipline it's this it's that that worries me a little more. Um, if they're able to get that under wraps and figure it out, fine, but for sure, like it everything everything's forgiven. But I almost wish it was something physical that 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 they could fix rather than. Uh, a mental thing that they don't really know what what's going on. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I think that, that this does come at a good time. Uh, relax, kind of get, get your feet under you. Uh, sounds like they're taking the right steps and it sounds like they're, they're uh, they weren't as impacted as emotionally as people would think as this yeah. loss, because as we talked about yesterday and Monday, it's not, it's not the end of the world for the Sun Devils team. I mean, Utah's mm-hmm. those tough opponents, and it's very, very plausible that this team can still make the Pac-12 championship game. Oh, very much so. And, you know, we also talked about all the other craziness within the Pac-12s and who Utah still has to face as well. So I think that that also factors into it in terms of, you know, Arizona State is sitting in a pretty nice position knowing that some of those teams Utah still has to play, they've already gotten through. So, um, I think you can rest at least a little bit easier knowing that the team mentally is in a good place. Um, you know, they, they knew how important it was for them not to waste time and get back together quickly, really regroup, figure out what their strategy was going to be for getting this energy brought back to the team. And, you know, they said as captains, they knew that they were capable of more. They hold themselves responsible for the fact that they're, they were not able to get the most out of their teammates. Um, you know, like I said, he mentioned that Zach Hill did a good job getting them prepared. Um, he didn't think that the environment had any impact on how they had played. But, um, you know, still, it's it's. he said it's upsetting and it, it can be unfortunate when you, you get to those opportunities and, you know, you can't convert on the third down and you end up giving the ball back. And that was exactly what we ended up seeing, obviously. But, yeah, you know, I didn't want to ask him too many questions in terms of like, okay, well, what was the – what was the thought process with the offensive play calling? Cause that's not his job, you know, but it is something I think we all still are wondering. And, you know, Zach Hill really hasn't been around for the media since after the loss on Saturday night. So it's not necessarily something you can touch on right now. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing um, for this team is just the accountability factor and a player stepping up. Uh, it, it was nice to see some younger guys step up and fill some pretty big shoes. 
but but at, at some point you get your Chase Lucases and DJ Davidsons and and uh, and Jack Jones is on the field and make sure Chase Lucas is healthy before he comes back. But you, you get those guys back, and those are the guys that should be dictating, especially the defense. Uh, Jaden Daniels needs to take a stranglehold on this offense. I mean, clearly he's been bailing this Devils team out uh, time after time on third downs, but. It, it it goes farther than just the football field. I mean, he needs to start taking control of this team and make it his own. Uh, th- I think one thing that this team is lacking and one thing that they can really, really uh, capitalize on in these last couple weeks of the year is having a bona fide captain, having that 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 rock that you can lean on. Um, and 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 I think we see that more moving forward uh, during the games. Yeah, I think so too. You know. Um... I think it's going to be interesting to see what Arizona State does when they're back on the road next time because, once again, it's going to be quite some time before they actually do get back out there on the road. They have a bye. And that's kind of what I feel like we saw last time. They played BYU, and then they were home. But I felt like that UCLA game just seemed like it was so far away. Yeah. Even though it wasn't. Um, But this time, they really do have a little bit of time in between their next road game they were on the road last weekend, then they had the bye this weekend. Next weekend, they're at home. The following weekend, they're at home. They don't hit the road again for – that's like almost a month to get things together and get yep. things prepared, but then you're on the road back-to-back back against those uh, Pacific Northwest teams, which we've realized can be an issue. Now, <laughs> yeah. Shane, here's where I think things can get interesting. It's too bad you can't place a bet on how many penalties Arizona State will commit in some of these upcoming weeks on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Well, so what the DraftKings Sportsbook app does when something like that is available, um, like let's say somebody goes down in practice the day before a game and everybody hears about it, they lock the lines. Uh, You can't bet on the game until everything's resolved and you figure out what the actual impact of the injury is going to be. It kind of reminds me of that. If you could do that, um, I don't think a line would be available because it would be too easy money. The line couldn't be set high enough um, for the books to feel safe, I would hammer that. Luckily, you can't um, for the books. So, but you can bet on a, a plethora of a plethora of really, really good things on that DraftKings sportsbook app right now. You can download it using that promo code PHNX. If you bet five dollars on an NFL team to win their game, and they do, you get two hundred dollars in free bets. It's as simple as that. Uh, DraftKings, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit with ca- withdraw cash whenever you want. Um, so, download that today. Bet just $5 on an NFL team to win their game. Get $200 in free bets if they win. You win this week at PH, using code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Shane, it's almost November. Do you know what that means? I'm not shaving. I was going to ask. Is it no shave November? Are you going to grow your beard well, out? So my beard sucks. It's terrible. Uh, maybe with the help of our sponsor that you're going to bring up, maybe I can be helped out a little bit. It's very patchy. Um, it's hard to get control of. Um, even right now, um, I don't know if you can see it. Um, it's it's starting to come in a little little less than I like, yeah. or a little more than I like. Uh, and yeah, I relatively keep a pretty clean shaven uh, a beard. Well. For those fellas who aren't like you, who are going to participate in No Shave November, you can make sure you don't keep your back too hairy like a grizzly bear. I mean, I know you're going to want to keep a little warm because it's starting to get chilly, but the ladies don't necessarily like to run their fingers through your curly chest hair. <laughs> so you can get the Lawnmower 4.0. 
and it will take care of that for you. So head over to manscaped.com, use our code PHNX, and you will get 20% off plus free shipping on anything that you buy. We, we love Manscaped over here. Um, I'm still saving my boxers for Friday. I'm not going to wear them until Friday because it's a fun day Friday and I want to have, I want to feel like I have room to breathe down there. Um, so yeah, Manscaped Friday, is great. Friday, and I want to have fun. I don't, <laughs> I was trying to think of another F word for fun, but then I got, I, I blanked. Friday, fun day, and I want to freak. Uh, if you want to freak, um, read Gerald's articles at GoPHNX. He's got some good stuff for the Suns, and it makes me freak a little bit sometimes. Uh, Brittany's also writing some really good stuff over there. She has yeah. post-game reactions. She's got the Sleeping Giant series. Um, and you can get your first month for just 50 cents if you just want to try it out. But you'll get addicted, uh, I promise. Uh, it, you can get your, a full month or a full year for 60 bucks, and you get a free T-shirt. Um, and, yeah, we got a bunch of deals going on every week. Uh, we got uh, we got good merch at phnxlocker.com. Uh, you can get access to the members only Discord, become part of the family. It's just it's fun to be a fan when you're part of PHNX. It is fun to be a fan when you're part of PHNX. Um, well, Shane, let's bring it back to ASU football and wrap things up before we uh, head on out for today. You know, with what Case Hatch was talking about today, I think it's pretty safe to say this team is a player-led team more so than just being a coach-led team. And this is something we dived into a couple weeks ago after Bobby Hurley had his first media availability of the year and how he talked about how strong the players uh, are that lead the team and how how much of a difference it makes because coaching can only do so much. And, you know, I know you weighed in on it. I weighed in on it as both of us being former athletes, what it's like. Um, you know, what do you think that that says about this Arizona State team compared mm-hmm. to Arizona State teams of years past? I'll let you go first and then I'll, I'll go. Uh, well, the, I always like uh, like some of my favorite uh, some of my favorite coaches and just role models in general have not only led by example but led kind of harshly. So it almost seemed like it was a coach led team, but they were instilling the idea of a player led team by making it tough. So you you suffer through everything together. Uh, I, I really enjoy what both these coaches are doing. Um, I think they're motivators. I think there's play their player coaches, like I've said. Um, and I mean, it, you, you see how the players react to Bobby Hurley. They, they love oh, the yeah. guy. Um, but, but there, there's also something to be said, I think right now for the Sun Devils football team, I think right now um, it'd be nice if you could see a more player led um, approach to everything uh, because those are the guys that are going through it. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't going to play football again, or just a football in the in college football in general. Um, and 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 they have passion for ASU. And and as we've talked about, I mean, this is a passionate team. It's an emotional team. And when mm-hmm. you lead on the field, it's a lot more effective than leading from the sidelines. So I'd like to see it definitely a more player led approach going into the last couple of weeks of this Pac-12 play. I agree. I think that a player led team is a lot different than being led by a coach you know I would also like to see it I think a difference in this year's team is that it truly is a player-led team and not a team that they're trying to preach being a player-led team you know they've since Herm's taken over I feel like he's tried to get the players to grow into this you know since Jaden Daniels was a young in in 2019 you know first coming in um I think this is sort of him growing into his own so you're starting to see some of these younger core people 
grow these um, these leadership skills finally. And I think it's making a difference. I think it's going to really start to play a difference uh, later on, the more that we see from Arizona State. Um, and, and I really think getting to this tail end of the season is when things are going to make the biggest impact of what gets done and what doesn't get done. Um, Cause I think they know stuff's getting down to the wire. They know they don't have any more room for mistakes. Um, but on the flip side, they also seem very motivated and very confident. So it's just a matter of executing. And I think uh, this team has more kids on it that all seem to also cumulatively care about the outcome um, and all gen- genuinely be focused on the same goal. Not just like, yeah, well, you know, if we don't make it, it's whatever, like, um, these kids want to succeed. They want to excel. They know that they can do better and they're pushing their teammates to deliver better. Um, and so I think that that's a big difference that you're seeing on the field from this year or in this year from years past. I think that's one. Um, and I think it's, it, 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 in my, in my opinion, it re, it's a reflection of some of these other championship caliber teams that ASU has had in previous years as well. Those players, you look back at arguably the most successful team that ASU has had um, since they won the 1986 Rose Bowl, and that was the 96 team that went to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. If you look at those those players now in their lives, what they've gone on to accomplish and their leadership off the field and where it took them, I, I would really have to argue that they might be one of the most accomplished and successful and just self-motivated group of individuals that Arizona State's ever produced. Now, um, I, I see a lot of very similar aspects in these kids, except I think that the opportunity for them to go play in the NFL now is there. And I think that we'll see a lot more of them end up going on to play on a bigger stage. Um, I think that's going to be the only difference, but I think the leadership aspect is still the same. Yeah. I think they're very strong. I think they're motivated. I think it's just a little bit of a different breed than what uh, a lot of these Arizona state fans have become ac- accustomed to seeing throughout the years with teams that kind of just disintegrate throughout time and can't seem to get themselves pulled back together and regroup. Yeah. Nothing sucks more. I mean, as a fan, but especially as a player, when you're getting outworked and outpassioned for lack of a better term, I mean, you saw it in that Utah game, they just wanted it more. It was clear. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that this, I don't think this team has a problem with, but maybe sometimes, uh, the other team is, is more motivated and I don't think they need self starters. I think they just, I think they just need to be kind of put in their place. And a couple of times, I guess in Utah, um, it might've helped, but it's, it's the, the approach from a, a coach to get motivation from players is can can be done in a lot of different ways and it'll be telling from what uh what Hurley does coming up to the season and what what Herm does uh in this bye week uh you'll be able to see the results of it and and if nothing changes then that might be a problem well I also want to touch on this because I I think this is a little bit interesting too and I wonder if their thought process and their mentality and how they coach it all stems from the fact that they both are from very geographically close areas um you know bobby hurley is from northern new jersey i want to somewhere near newark i want to say clifton i don't know if that's necessarily right um herm edwards is also from new jersey uh i want to say he is from south he's from oceanport so he's from a little bit further south new jersey but it's still to have two coaches from such a small state um both coaching at the same major university 
who both seemingly this year have the same sort of outlook and coaching mentality with their teams. Um, I almost wonder if they've talked a little bit about some of what they grew up with when they were going through. And this is all just speculation. I have no idea. But you would have to assume that some of these coaches do talk with each other. Um, you know, they spend so much time at the facilities on campus around. Um, you would think that some of their time has to overlap at some point um, and, and talk about stuff. So, yeah, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of time left in this season, obviously, um, and and it's not over by any means. It, it, it sucks. They got punched in the mouth and lost twice in Utah, um, but it's not the end of the world. Um, Pac-12 will beat up on each other. Um, death taxes and Pac-12 cannibalism um, should be yeah. the new instead of conference of champions. But, you know, this is actually something we talked about a little bit today at the ASU media availability. Myself mm-hmm. and some of the other journalists that were in the room. There was six of us. I want to say. Um, we were going about kind of talking about this, uh, what Utah's remaining schedule is and their game against Arizona. And it, it's almost weird because it's like there's this predicament. You want Utah to lose to U of A if you're really an Arizona State fan. But most Arizona State fans yeah. won't outright come out and say that they are going to root for U of A in any way, shape, or form. Even though that would mean it would be better off in their race for the Pac-12 South title. So I just think that that's an interesting tidbit. Something to touch on. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I, I mean, I'd rather not that it's really even a possibility. But yeah, still. I'd rather the loss. I'd rather the loss come somewhere else if I could choose. But if That's the loss said. isn't going to come from somewhere else, uh, sure, we'll take it. We'll take it at this point. Um, anything else before we wrap, Britt? Not that I can think of. And next week, uh, we'll touch on this for a little bit. Next week, it's homecoming week. It's going to be an exciting week. Um, Shane, I know you're not going to be able to join me every day, but I will be live from the studio each and every day with the guest. So I hope you'll be tuning Love in that. to watch, enjoying that with me. Um, we will hopefully be having a exciting guest who's just now, uh, joining Arizona state once again. Um, we'll see if we can get that confirmed, but yeah, that's about all I have. Shane, anything from you? No, I'm just, uh, I'm silk for next week. I'll be, I'll be on as much as possible. Um, Maybe not every day, but we'll see. You never know. So thanks for joining us again on the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. Um, and uh, hope you join us next time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, follow me at Shane D. Follow Brittany Boyer at bboyer07. And we will see you next time. Peace.